everybody. It is Lonnie and Joshua here, and we're just going to sit down and have a little chat with you guys about the future of Listen Up A-Holes. Um, we have kind of come to a decision that uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or what is remaining of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is kind of a kind of a slog. <laughs> so, Joshua, how you doing today? As we record this, our national nightmare has been officially declared to be over. So we've got that going for us. And we're going to take a couple of days yes. to be drunk or high <laughs> or overeat or dance in the street <laughs> or yes. just whatever you need to do to celebrate that. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's so that's some good news that we're going to talk is. about right now to soften our listeners up or <laughs> For some well, you know, less less good news, less spectacular well, news. Well, I mean, I still think you know it's okay. Um, Joshua and I have had a conversation, listeners, about the future of Listen Up A Holes, and the thing is that there are uh, we've gone through all of the movies to date, most of the TV to date. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's percentage wise true, but is that percentage wise true? We've gone through. We've gone through a lot of it. <laughs> a lot, and you know, right now, like as the future of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe is in this weird transitional space between is the Netflix stuff even canon, and we're moving into the no. Disney Plus kind of stuff, and the, I, I don't even know. Like I don't even know. I'm so confused <laughs> by the whole thing. But here's the thing. Like I looked at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and as a story expert, I was like, I really want to explore the expansiveness of this story space. And having Joshua, you know, who has this unbelievably uncanny knowledge of comics and comic books and that experience, like uh, like getting that, that kind of um, exposure to such an expansive narrative universe for me was really, really exciting. And we started this project um, like almost three years ago. It was like January mm -hmm. 2018 when we started this and we've gone through all of this stuff. Um, and now looking back on the body of work that we've done, um, the the body of work that we have examined, the uh, comic book information that I have now that I just will <laughs> never like I am never going to forget MODOK for the of rest course, of no. my life you know that was a wonderful experience um so all of this has been really really great but at this point i feel like um like i've had the experience of looking at all of this this narrative universe um and it's been incredibly fun i think it's going to inform a lot of the work that i do moving forward but because i'm a story expert because that is the stuff that i want to focus on and the stuff that i need to focus on um i really need to put like the time and energy into bringing back the house story works podcast which will be coming back for season two with dr kelly jones uh house story works conversations and also writing the book i am writing the How Story Works book, and um, I need to kind of put my energy into that. Um, and also, you know, uh, Joshua, why don't we talk a little bit about maybe what you might be experiencing as superhero fatigue, I believe? Yeah, believe it or not, friends, I am having some low-key superhero fatigue, and I think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe obviously has no small part in that <laughs> Not because it's bad. Mm -hmm. In fact, the the problem with 
so much of the superhero media that we are getting right now, and and frankly, this is this is also true for the comics. It's mm-hmm. not it's not like just because it's expanded, uh, yeah. but I think I'm more aware of it because it's in so many other areas. But the real problem is that most of it's just okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's, that's the, that's right. the deal, right? I mean, well, when you've so, got that much material, like a certain percentage of it, it can't all, you know, be fantastic. There's just so much material, you know? Well, I'm not sure that I'm prepared to concede that it couldn't all be fantastic <laughs> if they really wanted it to be, but I don't think right. that they do because mm-hmm. the lackluster movies make just about yeah. as much money as the rock solid, completely well put together, <laughs> right. you know, Swiss watches, um, yeah. which is, again, not shade. Nobody gets up in the morning and says, I want to make a mediocre movie, you oh, know. Right. And the fact yeah. is, even the with 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 just a few exceptions the MCU movies are all extremely enjoyable. Like, like, yes, part mm-hmm. of my problem is that I keep looking at them closely and not all of them are mm-hmm. meant to be looked at that closely. Not you all know? of them stand up very well to scrutiny. Is that yeah, what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Not the level of yeah. scrutiny that we are bringing mm-hmm. to this. So yeah. I just realized I had this moment. I mean, of course, anybody who you know listens has listened to the show for a while or follows me on Twitter will know that uh, uh, the announcement that HBO is basically giving half again as much money as it took to make the first Justice League back to Zack Snyder to make his vision Mm -hmm. of it. Like, obviously that's exhausting because it's a terrible fucking idea, like on every (laughs) level. Um, But even when they announced like the new Green Lantern series that was going to be on Mm -hmm. HBO, like instead of me getting excited, I was just like, whew, all right, Uh, I guess. Um, And again, this is less, honestly, this is less the fault of the films, which again, even when they, I don't know that there is a, uh, uh, a lower than C, maybe not Mm -hmm. even lower than C plus MCU movie, which is Mm -hmm. super enjoyable to go in for two hours and leave and not look back at it. Right. Easy peasy. Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, I'm just going to be real. Like most of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was just okay. Like, you know, I really enjoyed I know Agents of that S.H.I.E.L.D. you really like I, it. I enjoyed it more than you did, definitely. But this is a really interesting thing where you were very much there for the characters, which is yeah. a completely reasonable mm-hmm. option, right? Like, of course, yeah. caring about these characters is going to carry you through. I just recently finished the uh, Avatar The Last Airbender sequel for the first time, uh, oh, Legend of Korra. Yeah. And, and I had seen three of the four seasons when it was originally airing, but then the fourth season, mm-hmm. without going down a rabbit trail, there was some chicanery, and I just didn't have access to it. Like, I didn't have yeah. cable, and they were only doing it on the internet, and Nickelodeon would only let you watch it if you had cable, and I didn't. Uh-huh. So I just finished it. And I bring that up because I felt like Korra really illuminated something for me when it comes to your enjoyment yeah. of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is the plots of Korra's individual seasons are largely mm-hmm. trash. Like, they are not yeah. mm-hmm. personal to her. They're not really focused on her. There's a mm-hmm. lot of wasted time. But these characters, I love them. And so I mm-hmm. kept coming back, even though the plots were at best okay. But these characters, I really love them. And when I got to the end of the series, I was extremely affected. Like, I was legit fucked up for a couple of days. And it's yeah. because of the character stuff. So mm-hmm. 
when mm-hmm. I say that, by and large, Agents of Shield was just okay, I'm literally talking about like an aggregate, like a like a yeah, like an mm-hmm. average. Yeah, and I understand that there right? was some there was because definitely the some bad stuff in there. Like the characters, the characters are were yes, very mm-hmm. interesting when they're treated like characters. I'm not doing that mm-hmm. again. I'm just saying, yeah. You know, anybody who wants to understand what we're talking about, we got can all listen to all the podcasts. We talked about it for hours on end. Yes. But the Netflix stuff is mm-hmm. much more missed than hit. Let me rephrase. The Netflix stuff that I have seen is much more missed than hit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really hard to like look at the bulk because there's still a lot mm-hmm. of that for us to look mm-hmm. at. That's really hard. Um I, ha- I I never actually got around to Runaways or Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. Like, I'm interested, mm-hmm. but I never got around to them. And they were kind of, you know, network television, which I expect to yeah. enjoy, but maybe not necessarily to be able to hold the weight of me staring maybe directly not at it. up yeah. to the scrutiny. Exactly. <laughs> when you're looking at, and I mean, this is the thing, when you're doing a project like this that is so expansive, the delta in quality that you're going to encounter is going to be so wide, yeah. you know, because yeah. when you're working, if you're looking at one show, you know, and you're just walking through that and then you know what you're dealing with, you know how much of it is wheat and how much is chaff, you know what you're dealing with you know when you're doing something as expansive as the entire mcu um the there's such a a broad span of of you know different levels of quality that you're going to deal with and there are times when i think that our our fatigue with some of those lower levels of quality felt like i don't want to come in here and beat up on stuff you know like (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to spend my time talking about stuff that doesn't to me have enough merit for me to be able to say hey yeah that's you know here are the really interesting things happening here um and tearing things apart is never part of my like my interest my interest is not in tearing things apart my interest is in looking deeply at what's there finding the interesting things and when sometimes there isn't that much interesting there um then it ends up being well i hated that you know (laughs) and uh and that's not a good time maybe there's enough for one time right like maybe there's enough for one time i honestly when we started this project i stopped watching new netflix stuff like that was long enough ago that new seasons of netflix stuff were coming out and i stopped watching them because I I just couldn't deal with knowing whether I was going to want to come back to it a second time exactly. before I did it. I was like, I don't want to know. Yeah. I'd rather come in a blank slate and have mm-hmm. my commentary be a little shallower rather yeah. than me come back and be like, oh, God, this one is going to be another. Am I going to have to deal with this again? Yeah, right? what is this? So, yeah. so I just stopped. Yeah. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. I'll just experience it the one time and at least at least I'll have that. You, you know, yeah, that optimism or whatever going in. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, for those playing at home, if there's a bingo card, it was Jessica Jones season two. What done it to me? <laughs> that was oh, when I God. was like, well, yeah. I don't think we're going to watch any more of this until I have to. <laughs> you know, um, I do have higher yeah, hopes for the happened, Disney Plus yeah. stuff. I do legitimately have higher well, hopes for that. Who but, knows? Uh, yeah. But who knows? <laughs> who that might be knows? good. 
Right. And if we come across something, you know, I mean, this is not a cancellation announcement. This is a hiatus announcement. If something comes up in the MCU that we really feel compelled to cover, like we can come back and do that in little seasons of Listen Up A-Holes, you know, throughout like in the future. But for right now, I think that just our energies are better spent in other areas, you know, and things that we need to do. And, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to be working together. Joshua is one of my best friends. I absolutely love him. Honestly, part of the reason why we kept going as long as we did was because I was like, oh, but I want to see Joshua. <laughs> you know, I want to hang out with Joshua. Um, and so we will look for opportunities for us to uh, to work together in the future, definitely. Um, but for right now, this is a hiatus announcement for, um, for Listen Up A-Holes. And I have to say, like, one of the things we always end with is what's your favorite part? Um, and so I, I, we were talking about that, like, earlier in the week about when we come and have this discussion. We want to talk about, like, what was our favorite part of, like, the Listen Up A-Holes experience? And um, for me, in general, it was the four color facts. I absolutely <laughs> adored the level of research that you went to, the bonkers shit that you would pull up out of, you know, this this wild mass of, of work that had been done, you know, since the, the early, you know, 20th century. Um, pulling up things and my favorite thing was when I would ask you a rando question that was not in your notes and you would go and talk about it as if you had researched it you knew all this stuff so well and I think whenever you get a chance to engage with somebody who has that level of expertise in anything that's all you want to do is just sit and listen to them talk about whatever it is their expertise is in because it's fascinating you know Um, so I really love that I think specifically I loved your whole run on Hive, especially when it came down to uh, Nazi Esperanto, which was one of the things that maybe he cut out so much of my laughter. I was laughing breathless <laughs> for like five minutes and Joshua cut that out of the edit. Um, I mean, but it was so very many flattering things, yeah. to me, but I wasn't sure that it five was minutes of you laughing would be what no, our listeners because wanted. <laughs> me laughing and being unable to breathe is not interesting audio. Um, so I would say that that was like my favorite part of this whole experience was being able to 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 benefit from and learn from such an incredibly deep level of expertise. Um, It was so much fun for me, and I had a great time with that. Well, that makes me feel really good, honestly, because, Mm -hmm. um, boy, you'd have to go all the way back to the Zero episode to to get a little of the background. But, I mean, I've obviously been listening to you for some time before we started yeah. working mm-hmm. together. And so mm-hmm. me being able to do that for you makes uh, does my heart good since you have done mm-hmm. it for me uh, for so long during this podcast, but also before this podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, my favorite part, honestly, uh, it's probably also tied to the four color facts because mm-hmm. I really did play to an audience of one. Um, <laughs> like... If everybody else who was listening was entertained by the four color facts, great. Like, that is what I also wanted our listeners to be entertained. But I felt like it's like, if I can hook Lonnie in here, then they'll be fine. <laughs> and so I really, yeah, I was really playing to mm-hmm. to an audience of you. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm very proud of Nazi Esperanto. That was probably mm-hmm. one of my best like ad libs of anything in my life. <laughs> Because that wasn't in the script, friends. And of course, yeah. we would be remiss if we didn't mention Modoc. Modoc was just Modoc. a delightful moment. 
I think that was the first time you made me open a visual in the middle of recording because it was in the script and you were like, do not click on this link until I tell you while we're recording. And then I clicked on the link and I was like, oh my God. So all of that was an absolute genuine in the moment reaction. And it was hilarious. Um, And incidentally, probably the Mm -hmm. D plus show that I'm most excited about is the MODOK workplace comedy yeah, that, that they're right. doing. Pat Oswalt as as uh, as Modoc oh, yeah. will just be spectacular. Because yeah. for those of you who who weren't just religiously watching cartoons in the late '90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, he did the voice of a supervillain on Kim Possible, and he was spectacular. Uh huh. <laughs> and I really just expect him to bring yeah. the exact same energy to Modoc that he brought to that character. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, I'm most I'm excited about that. Um, uh, yeah. So probably yeah, playing to the audience of Lonnie with my four color facts. But I'll also say, like yeah. a flip of that is, I really I think back about our our first discussion of like mm-hmm. the Savage Land and Kazar. Yeah. And that we, mm-hmm. you know, it it's not our goal with this show like there's so much to do in listen up a-holes that we weren't always able to shine a spotlight on all the ways that some of these extremely tropey things Mm -hmm. um uh are were were uncritically brought forward right like yes uh, Mm -hmm. uh, i'm a huge fan of tropes and you find them in my writing all the time right genre fiction Mm -hmm. you find them all the time but i try really hard not to bring them in uncritically and right. but we weren't always able to just like go hard on that that aspect. And when we mm-hmm. got some pushback, some really good and effective and useful pushback on the Savage Land, yeah. especially. And we came back and kind of did an addendum where yeah. I got to go further back and talk about like mm-hmm. noble. Like, uh, please, again, these are not my names. These are just what they are. But like that noble savage <laughs> yeah. stuff and or the mm-hmm. the great white savior in the jungle because Kazar is just yep. Tarzan and Tarzan is just Mowgli and, you know, all, all that. Yeah. Mowgli is not white. But, mm-hmm. you know, that that same kind of like uh, let's bring civilization to the animals and back from the animals. And um, mm-hmm. I just yeah, it was a the pushback was an opportunity to go a little deeper into the source yeah. material, which uh, which was exciting. We were not, you know, yeah. lit a flame in effigy. It was, hey, you guys might mm-hmm. want to come back to that. And we were like, you know what? You have a point. And it was great. Yeah. Like it was really strong. Mm-hmm. So those opportunities were really uh, my second favorite after causing you to wheeze laugh into the microphone <laughs> or to just be like, this is the other one. As much as the wheeze laughs were really fun, I also really appreciated the many moments that you were like, that's not real. And I was like, I have receipts. Like I can cite issues and you can go look. But you were like, that's not yes. a real thing. You're trying to slip one past me. And I was like, mm, really not. <laughs> That's me. the thing about these comic books that are just so like, I had no idea the the level of just insanity involved in these comic books, you know, and it is it's so um and not even insanity, but just like the expanse of them, the things that they touch on and the ways in which, you know, like our stories reflect us back at ourselves. And so you have this long list of stories that have been told and reflecting us back at ourselves since mm-hmm. like the early 20th century and having the study of that as something that can help you read our culture. I mean, there is a, a PhD dissertation in that, you know. Oh, um, good Lord, I yes. love that. Yes, you absolutely. Know? So, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to yeah. look at someone like Superman is to look at the history of the United States throughout yeah. the 20th century. Um, Absolutely. It's 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 not always a flattering reflection, no. but it's always an interesting one. <laughs> no, it is not. That's true. Um, and to and to be able to to see where those tropes are brought forward in ways that are really good and interesting mm-hmm. and that reframe them and give you an insight into your cultural predecessors while not just rubber stamping them. Like the, when it's good, man, it is amazing. Um, yeah. And the problem is mm-hmm. when it's bad, it is fucking terrible. And I feel like that's <laughs> that aspect of superhero fiction has definitely rolled forward into these other, mm-hmm. you know, these other approaches. Yeah. And now, unlike when I was a kid and I could basically go to the grocery store and Walden books once a month and read mm-hmm. everything there was to read that was superheroes. You know, I could do that yeah. and did do that with no guilt I would do it again. <laughs> I would do it now if it were still a thing that I could do. Um, is not a wasted youth. Yes. No, well, man, well, you know. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, but now, now there's so much, you know, there's so much more than that. Like, uh, I mm-hmm. want to watch all the great stuff, but I don't have all the energy in the world to sift through the stuff that's less great right. to get to that and the problems of network television. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, it's just there's a lot. And... I'm a, I'll be a serious thing for me um, is that I started to get very jealous of all of this extremely in-depth, you know, critique and thematic work that you got to do on like Still Pretty and Still Dead. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just not available to us here because yeah. there's mm-hmm. so much going on. We can be um, extremely broad, but not very deep, honestly. Right. And, uh, yes. and I was to the point, like after Endgame, where I was like, I want to stop doing everything and just go back and really look at like just Steve mm-hmm. Rogers or just Tony. Right. Just the people yeah. who got mm-hmm. endings, just Natasha. Yeah. And look mm-hmm. at the, that. And maybe that's a thing we'll come back and do that. Oh, that's I don't want to promise anything, but boy, that feels like a good how story works crossover, right. you know, um, I think it actually really could be. And the thing is, is that we will be looking for opportunities to work together and to do things together. Um, absolutely. In the future. Um, but yeah, we're not really sure exactly what that's going to be. But we promise that whenever we come up with anything, you guys will know um, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Lonnie Diane Rich. And let me let me say I'm at Joshua Unruh on Twitter. You should mm-hmm. absolutely be watching my Twitter because I got some new things in the works Uh, but also Mm -hmm. if you just crave your superhero talk fix from me I have other superhero podcasts that are not going away where I do get to go uh, quite a bit more in depth um, Mm -hmm. uh, with Caleb Masters a professional film critic who looks at the DC animated universe uh, which is which remains the best universe that is not in comic books like Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. yes I'm sorry MCU stands the DC animated universe is still better. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's close. I'm telling you it's close. But um, and so I get to look at that really closely. And I think mm-hmm. this is going to free time up for me to go back to Superhero University, which was always a really research intensive yeah. thing. And I ended it looking at uh, the first four issues of Grant Morrison's five plus year run on all the Batman titles. And just this week, Grant Morrison came out as non-binary 60. It Mm -hmm. came out as non-binary and that reframes all of work. And I'm just really excited to go back and pick that up. 
and mm-hmm. and and take a look at that. So I'll be doing that. But also in the last thing, and this is I'm not ready to make any announcements, but keep an eye out. Watch that Twitter <laughs> or what have you. Mm-hmm. Is that a big chunk of my superhero fatigue has kicked me back around to where I need to write my own superhero stuff. Like at a yeah. certain point, if you're not happy with what you're getting, the only answer is to go make your own shit. And so exactly it is it is that is going to be happening. And I may be modifying my um, Pulp Diction Productions uh, Patreon mm-hmm. to also include um, some fiction, like like new oh, fiction awesome. in addition to the podcast. We'll see. Yeah. Like I have a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of thoughts on what my superhero fiction will be and what form it will take. And um, mm-hmm. uh, it may not fit Patreon. There's you know, that's why I say I'm not quite yeah. ready for making announcements, but watch closely and maybe we'll maybe yeah. i'll hijack this feed to come back and tell you when uh, when oh, i definitely have my stuff figured out there yeah absolutely all right well thank you everyone who has uh, been on this journey with us we've had such a good time um your feedback your knowledge your enjoyment of the show has been so wonderful for us and we've loved getting to know you guys out there on social media for those of you who have followed us um thank you so much for uh for being there and uh be sure to find me at chipperish media and find joshua at pulp diction productions and uh we are not going anywhere we're just uh changing what we're doing so for now stop listening up a-holes <laughs> <laughs>